the current version, the current version that's at least the past month or so is that that harmonizing with yourself thing yes. that's been trending yes. on TikTok and Instagram. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. How quickly could you adapt to, okay, we're going to get Fred from marketing and Susie from engineering to come together and we're going to have him film her and we're going to, like, how quickly could you pull something like that yeah. off? Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you're tuning in. You are now listening to the Sequel Audio Experience, a podcast dedicated to making you a better marketer. Well, Matt, today we're going to be talking about some buzzy stuff. Buzzy? Yeah, like not like bees buzz, but like buzz is in, well, I guess it could be the bees knees. The bees knees. But it's really business buzz. It's this hype around content. I didn't like that movie. No? The bee movie? The bee movie. The Bumblebee movie? Yeah. The Transformer one? No. Oh, okay. The Jerry Seinfeld animated B movie. When was this? This was this was a long time ago. Ninety eight? <laughs> well, no, Something probably like it's probably early two thousands. Early two thousands. I have no memory of that. It was a Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, was, it's me. I'm yeah. a bee. Mm-hmm. That that kind of Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. Oh okay, no, yeah. you're taking her honey. <laughs> yeah. I did not see that. Oh, okay. Well. Is it on Disney Plus? No. Oh, it's, well. I think it's a DreamWorks movie. Ooh. But it, well. it wasn't bad. I just, I just, yeah. we talk about <laughs> bees and buzzing. So, so the buzz then, the industry buzz, mm-hmm. content, content's king, content's everywhere. Content, 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 we need more. Yes. And fortunately, the audience just keeps flicking just and scrolling, scrolling away. Stop now, scrolling. Is that an indicator that content is really king? I mean, like, what? What what did people mean when they mean content's king, content's what you need, you need more content? What are they talking about? Well, there's two aspects to that, and one is the just another video thing itself. That's thing. one. Okay. Another thing. The other aspect is content as a brand mm. basically is how are you continuing the story? How are mm. you telling that sequel of Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. sequel. Was, sorry. That a, was that a sorry. plug? Shameless plug. Shameless how are plug. you plugging your own company in content? Yes. How are, how are you continuing <laughs> that engagement and that story with your customer? Those are the two basic aspects when it comes to content. And unfortunately, the medium in which has been delivered to audiences now is a medium in which allows for switch, 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 yeah. you know, quick change instant gratification that dopamine rush yes yeah. and and that has unfortunately made us as creators shift to making content that fits inside of that time that you have between your thumb finger fully reached by the time it bends down and reaches the bottom of the screen to continue f- swiping that's like our window of opportunity at this point very short it's very, very It's got to be interesting. Well, now we look through that as a visual content eye, but mm-hmm. content really could be all kinds of things, right? Written blogs, mm-hmm. it can be emails, it can be, you know, display ads. So we objectively talk about content. We're always talking about photography, mostly mm-hmm. video. Visual content. Visual yeah. content. So I guess one is to clarify that content can mean a lot of things. There's a lot of companies that we work with or and or have consulted or don't work with very often that view content through the lens of written, which is fine too. I think written and uh, visual content creation, it's really, it used to be 
written was way cheaper than visual mm-hmm. and now visual is becoming more accessible yeah. financially so i feel like they're on the same plane now mm-hmm. still usually takes a warm body to be in control of that situation to produce that content yep. so when companies hear you need more content they ultimately are thinking dollar signs they're thinking oh my goodness like my budgets have to go way up like what do i do here like how do i how do i go from I mean, making it's not untrue the more things you make the more you, you do have to you know spend i suppose in an aspect yeah. but you can capture where you couldn't before you could capture in one hour of shooting you could capture and have content that can be resourced and reused and re like trimmed and moved in so many different ways because you have so many different platforms now versus before it was every time you needed a new piece of content it was another full day of production like yeah so, so we're talking efficiencies now at some sort so yeah. same with then going back into that writing um, instance there where where it's I could write a really long form blog but then I can take pieces of that and put mm-hmm. it into email campaigns or I can drop that alongside yeah, social snippets copy. make a new headline or something right you know? so it's really it's really looking at production then mm-hmm. and saying what can I walk away with that's valuable for either channel types yeah right mm-hmm. or to continue the, the narrative, that story that you're talking about. Yeah, and you want to still be thinking about it, even if you're not necessarily trying to go for impact of story, you're just mm-hmm. trying to go for volume. You still want to have a thought of it, and, and maybe that's just something that you as a creator or a manager over some sort of objective needs to just be aware of. But if, if that's not your main need and you're really just needing a plethora of, of a catalog of content, then that's okay. That's not wrong. It's just you know, your, your outcome is going to be different. So, you know, when you think of some of the things that we talk about to our clients, uh, especially when you're talking about looking at budgets, when we work with corporate clients and they've got, you know, decent sized budgets to work with. What we're working with is typically looking at a strategy of planning for a quarter, a half year, full year Mm -hmm. kind of situation and trying to find a maximizing aspect of how do we create content that hits all the objectives but also hits volume so when you get to a point as a as a business owner and you're looking to create content and you're needing help from some sort of an outside source the one thing to remember when you're approaching that is can you plan for more than just this one need and i guarantee you you'll see value and the longer you're able to create an expansion of time the greater that pool uh cost per video i suppose yeah. or cost per or thing. just total assets you walk away f- yeah. with right so let me ask you then why why is it truly necessary to do that why why do people need so much content like what what's the benefit of having so much well there there's a couple different folds that come into aspect when you're looking at how often you're able to get your customer to engage with your content mm-hmm. and actually uh, have your brand be top of mind is the one of the biggest values there but then also progression as a customer how much closer do they need to be pushed to get to a sale and how many steps are there if you're if that's based on a a content driven system or plan Mm -hmm. then you want to make sure that you're producing content more than just once a quarter like if your single video need is not going to suffice to create that total end goal um but one of the things you have to keep in mind too is when you're planning for a long term goal objective to get those cost valuations you have to be prepared to plan to stay with one company 
for mm-hmm. a while to actually help develop. So be critical in your planning process and when you are um, getting RFPs yeah. or vetting, uh, vetting, vetting potential partners. Yeah, yeah, vetting different partners that, that they are creatively capable of handling a long-term need and that they're able to engage in creating content that develops mm-hmm. over time. One thing that you just definitely don't want to get yourself locked into is having this style of content. And if you ask this person to help you and say, I really want it to now look like this. And then when you're done and it looks like the same thing that you've been getting, mm. you know, that's a challenge. And yeah. you, don't, you don't want that to be an aspect of developing that content that you're trying to create when you're, you're creating. But trends change, uh, you know, things become viral and then they're gone. And yep. oftentimes if the bigger the company, the harder it is to quickly get around mm-hmm. something that's trendy or viral or, or really has a, sp- a splash and then it's over like to get your team. I think back to like, well, what was that thing where, uh, the Harlem shake, like you no. just started seeing all these companies do the Harlem shake. That was quite a while ago. That was and then, not, you just dated yourself well, for the podcast for so. understanding. Yeah. But the, the current version, the current version that's at least the past month or so is that, that harmonizing with yourself thing yes. that's been trending yes. on TikTok and Instagram. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. How quickly could you adapt to, okay, we're going to get Fred from marketing and Susie from engineering to come together and we're going to have him film her and we're going to, like, how quickly could you pull something like that off? And if you don't have a partner, if you're having this long-term engagement, if you don't have a partner that can adapt to that. Yeah. Or is even willing, then well, that could be a problem. Constantly sending in those those uh, ideas, right? Because mm-hmm. from a corporate perspective, that's super hard because they're mm-hmm. not timely. Nothing happens instantaneous. It's not it's next not day. Easy. So so riding the waves of trends mm-hmm. usually get missed entirely because they can't plan they effectively. Can. So having a great partner um, is a, a super super uh, necessary mm-hmm. or strong resource, in my opinion, because they're pitching you ideas. They are quicker to bat. Yeah. So you know. We notice something in a sequel. We might send a text off to our clients mm-hmm. on the corporate side and say, have you seen this? We could really do something like this. Yeah. Uh, can we plan six hours on Wednesday? You know, I send this text out on Monday. You just pull it off. We're ready on done. Wednesday. We shoot it on phones, not mm-hmm. even a big video uh, production per mm-hmm. se. And it's out there. We ride the, the wave of that hashtag of that yep. trend. And now we've got 150,000 eyes on something that would have normally probably mm-hmm. never gotten more than 20 views on its own right yep. so i love that now from a strategist standpoint i'm looking at all the data and, and i'm seeing people are just cycling through mm-hmm. content so much faster now the pandemic obviously had a lot to do with that we had more it people did, yeah. home for longer periods of time mm-hmm. they were tuning out from work maybe they weren't working mm-hmm. they were looking through a lot of content right now Previous to that, content was already on the rise. So this is not a new trend by any means. Yeah. Uh, but what a lot of the data scientists have looked at is they're saying a couple of things. One, people are obviously attracted to new. 
right? Yes. Which goes back into one of our number one things that we talk about. Previous podcasts we'll continue to talk about is differentiating your brand, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The second part is like you hit, which was the extended engagement opportunities. Yeah. So brands see value, maybe not instantaneously, but they see value over the long term with brand affinity scores being lifted. Yep. Right. Brand awareness scores being lifted mm-hmm. because they're operating at a uh, with a goal in mind mm-hmm. of being everywhere a lot of the time. Yeah. The companies that I see that's doing this, a great job of this is the variety of content. So it's super hard to maintain brand voice consistency style mm-hmm. over yeah. a long period of time, trying to be active in the community in some sort yeah. um, by doing the same thing over and over, right? So the brands that are doing this well, they're putting um, viral type content, which is riding mm-hmm. some of these waves out there. They're putting some engaging mm-hmm. entertainment content out. They're putting out uh, instructional uh, or informative pieces of content. They're putting out cute social things around holidays. Mm-hmm. They're really offering a breadth of content that that helps them really attach themselves to feelings yeah. rather than here's my brand message, this is the product I sell, this is how you can check out. So they're not selling so much as yeah. they are trying to align themselves with, oh, when you think mothers, you think of you know that mother daughter mother son grandparent mm-hmm. you you feel all those things so they'll they may create four or five pieces of content mm-hmm. that speak to each one of those because they know that they're going to hit certain audience members yeah and and resonate with them from an emotional standpoint and that's mm-hmm. going to raise that affinity which is for those of you who don't know who are listening brand awareness is do you know that a brand exists mm-hmm. brand affinity when we say affinity is given the choice between tide and give me another one because I don't buy gain. anything but Tide. Tide and gain, how much like how much more likely am I to buy gain versus Tide? Mm-hmm. Right? That's affinity. That's when given a choice between two or multiples, mm-hmm. what's the likelihood that I choose the the brand that's marketing it? For sure. The other thing I wanted to add, uh, as you were mentioning all of that was giving our listeners a little peek behind the curtain. So when you look at your larger corporate clients, corporate entities that are doing this breadth of content and they're working with an engagement on an agency side, oftentimes you'll find that corporate clients and corporate entities will engage several different vendors. Mm -hmm. So one person's doing training, one person's doing marketing, one person could just be doing social one, like as a, as a company, they're hiring all these different agencies. So, um, that's one thing you have to be cautious. If you're a smaller business and you're wanting to do this planning process, remember that bigger organizations to get that flavor and that variety, they're guaranteeing themselves to get the difference Mm -hmm. by hiring different agencies. And so if you as a smaller business owner is wanting to go down this road of engaging, choosing a company to engage with just there's, you know, you need to have more conversation with them about variety and, and, and different, you know, different options because you don't, you don't want to be able to have to think about that aspect of, well, you know, I got to hire another agency to do this other aspect or hire this person to do the social. It's like, yeah, as at ex- that level, you don't really want to do that. You no, wanna- you don't. And I, I think that's. I'm glad that you brought it back to small business because we've spoken with customers who are like, "Well, I, you know, I produce a, a necessary product, but it's boring. 
Mm-hmm. It's not beautiful. It's not great to look at, uh, but it's effective, you know, and, and, and they feel limited in the content they can produce because mm-hmm. they feel like they're just producing the same thing over and over. So if you don't have for an sure. agency partner or even someone that works for you, you know, if you're a small business and, and it's someone that that might run the shop for you who is doing the social media or the content development on the side, you know, during their time, mm-hmm. uh, even if that person cannot come up with the multitude of ideas to keep your messaging fresh, that's a good indicator that it's time to reach out to maybe another yeah. partner. Uh, it doesn't always have to be an agency. It can be a single um, provider. An expert. Yeah. yeah, an expert. Just reach out to someone who, who has that knowledge base that can give you the tools that you need to produce that breadth. Because I, I can think, putting my shoes on of small business owner, of saying, wow, I need to, you know, I might want to produce a piece of content a day. Yeah the month which is it's just a lot to tackle that's a lot for a, for a know, small business but um, and i've got to fit that into my time mm-hmm. operating the business as well so it gets really tough yeah um and we understand that so a way around that and not necessarily around it but a way to kind of get in between starting to produce content and mm-hmm. getting worked up to a, a nice level of frequency is just repost really popular content that's out there as long as it aligns with your brand right don't go just mm-hmm. grab something yeah. that has a ton of views on it and repost it but as long as it aligns with your messaging aligns with some of the concepts or at least the use case the ecosystem which your customers use and are involved with your brand yeah. then i think it'll be authentic it will it will help you bridge some of those gaps when there's just a couple of days that you can't yeah for you sure you can't really focus on this from a business perspective um, and if you're a large company, like you said, I think having a variety of agencies within that mix is mm-hmm. going to be ideal. That's what we see the most of. Yeah. Um, and then making sure that your agencies are able to talk to one another. They're mm-hmm. able to collaborate because, you know, I can't tell you how many times we've picked up the phone. You specifically have, have told me this a ton of times where you'll have a client ask for something that we've already shot. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, I need a quote. I need, you know, you guys to tell me I, I want to shoot this at this <laughs> event. or got that. Huh, interesting. Well, if you just talked with your other vendors or you talked with your other divisions, you'd realize we already shot that. Yeah. Did you know that they have that in the <laughs> training department already in a very one, two, three way? Yeah. Yeah. So, so. so <laughs> that connectivity, that that communication, it's, it's huge in trying to keep up with content. Content. We certainly hope that you've gained some valuable insight into the content creation and, and value that can be brought with continuing to develop ongoing regular content for your audience, your customers. And we encourage you to continue developing, continue creating and telling your story because that's really what will be the differentiator for you as a business is to tell what makes you special. Why do you care about what you do every day? And take that, take that information and run with it because that authenticity is really what will help you shine. So Take care for this time. We uh, hope to see you next time. Later. Later.